There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's get in this Bible. There's a man named Nehemiah, y'all. We started looking at on Sunday. Give me 15 preaching minutes. And we started talking about whose journey starts as a cupbearer for the king. And he's eventually promoted to be the governor. Somebody say, my story won't end the same way it started. Yeah, baby, you may be working in the back now, but God says, if I can trust you a little, I can give you something big. I need you to not despise the days of small beginnings. Hmm. I need you not to despise the days when nobody knew who you were, when nobody, watch this, appreciated you for what you did. As God says, if you can be faithful for little, I'll make you ruler over much. Some of you, the little you've been having in your hand now is God saying, can I trust you with that? Can you be faithful to that? Can you be excellent with that? Can you be diligent with that? Can you do that without getting an attitude? And if the the answer is you can handle small. He'll be able to trust you with something great. Nehemiah, handle being the cupbearer. Nehemiah, handle picking up trash. Nehemiah handled being the cupbearer for the king, and eventually he's promoted as the governor. And we learn that this journey of Nehemiah is just like ours. He's walking into great, but he has to deal with God. The series we're in is called GOAT, which is a pop culture acronym for the greatest of all time. And we've learned that great means this by definition, unusual, first rate, very good, more than, mighty, and far beyond average. Here it is again. Back that thing up. Unusual. Say, I'm not supposed to be usual. The reason you always feel like you're the black sheep is because God says, I need you to be the unusual one. I need you to watch this. Be around people who look like you, who've been where you've been, who know your story, but you still feel different than them. And it's not that you think you're better than them. You just realize I'm different than you because there's stuff you settle for that I can't settle for. There's stuff you tolerate that I can't tolerate. You are right with settling, but baby, God didn't call me to settle because settlers get slaughtered means unusual. Not only does it mean unusual, it means first rate, which means when your work stands up to anybody else's, it should be the best. It means very good, more than. You're more than where you started. You're more than what you've been through. Watch this. You're more than the dirt people have thrown at you. Here's how you know you're maturing spiritually, is that people can throw dirt at you, and whether you get mad, you like, keep sending it, because what you don't know about me is I'm a seed. And every time you throw dirt on me, what looks like you're taking me down, really what you're doing is taking me higher. Because if God be for me, who? 
Then it means, watch this, then it means mighty. You don't discover that you're mighty until you're placed into a fight. Your might is only discovered in fights. Oftentimes, God will place you in fights. Fight for your health. Fight for your future. Fight for your life. Fight for your, uh, 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 your family. Fight for your kids. He'll place you in fights, and then he says, now you better win. You need to watch this. Understand that the only reason why you're dealing with what you're dealing with is God said, watch this. I let it bypass me and get to you because you got what it takes to win. Why did Goliath get past God? Because God says, David, you got what it takes to take him down. But I'm inexperienced. Yeah, you may not have experience, but watch me. You got preparation. You beat a lion and you beat a bear. So who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's in front of you? I need somebody tonight to stop telling God why it can't be done and turn back around and say like the Apostle Paul, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So, so, so not only unusual, first rate, very good, more than mighty, far beyond average. Greatness was a promise that God made to this man named Abraham. We looked at that over the last several weeks in Genesis chapter one, uh, uh, or Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Galatians 3.29 says this, that that same promise made to him applies to us. Say it applies to me. And if you're not a Christian, it doesn't apply to you. But in a minute, we're going to give you an invitation to become one so it'll apply to you. So everything I'm preaching, if you, matter of fact, let's just get the room right now. Every hand lifted. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you came and died so I could have life and life more abundantly. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. In Jesus' name. Effective right now, I am a Christian. And based on that, I'm Abraham's offspring and an heir according to the promise. In Jesus' name, amen. So now everything I'm going to preach applies to you. Oh, well, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Galatians 3.29 says that this same promise applies to us. Now hear me, great doesn't mean no gutter. It just means despite the gutter, life is still unusual. First rate, very good, more than, mighty, and far beyond average. Look at me. God says, I need you to be able to look at a mess and still realize, because I'm with you, that life is still unusual. You know why? You should be dead. Where the real folk at? You know why? You should be strung out on crack right now. Y'all not talking. You know what? That car accident should have killed you. That cancer should have taken you out. When you have that gun to your head, it's amazing that that bullet didn't come out. I'm talking to somebody tonight that can say it's amazing because when I look at my life clearly, even with the gutter, it's still great. Because if, if you don't understand that, you'll get the false impression that somehow uh, that, that uh, great means that there's not going to be challenges. In fact, the greater you become, the greater your challenges become. David had to fight a king's battles because David was going to be a king. Watch me. You know the level of greatness in which you're about to step into based on the size of what comes against you. Some of y'all ain't dealing with mini-me's. Some of y'all are dealing with things that are two, three, four, five, six, seven your, times your height. You're like, I can't even figure this out. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to deal with it. Matter of fact, when I start thinking about it, I feel overwhelmed and I feel like I can't even handle it. Can I tell you what that is? That's God's way of saying to you, that's how grand you were going to be. That's how great you're going to be. That's how incredible I'm going to work something through your life. Now, now watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Uh, yeah, the Bible, the Bible, this guy, Nehemiah, he, he starts, he, he has some gutter, but he makes it to great. He's cupbearer. He becomes governor. Now, Nehemiah rebuilds this part of his city 
a wall, in fact, that had been burned down by fire. And the Bible names Nehemiah's enemies. Why do you need me to know that, Bishop? Because an enemy is any noun, person, place, thing, or idea that opposes your forward progress. For some of us, our greatest enemy is our inner me. Y'all not talking. For, for, for some of us, watch this. Uh, what your mama said about you, what your daddy said about you, what your cousin them said about you, what your ex said you would always be. Mm. For some people, your enemy is a noun that lives in you. But tonight, I decree and declare every enemy's coming down. If you, if you believe your enemies are coming down, not tomorrow, but on Wednesday night, I just need you to look at your row and tell them tonight. No, that's the wrong way to say it. Look at your road and tell them every enemy coming down tonight. Bishop, why are you saying stuff like that? When David was fighting Goliath, you want to know what he told him? He said, this day, the Lord is going to give you into my hands. In other words, he said, I know you've been taunting us for 40 days and 40 nights, and I know other people have given up, but David said today. I need to stir somebody's faith in here. Look at your neighbor and say, not tomorrow. Say, but today, every enemy is coming down. You better hear me and hear me clearly. Depression coming down. Discouragement coming down. What they writing about you on Facebook coming down. What? Somebody say every enemy. You better learn how to look them in the face and act like a G. Uh, Somebody say, I ain't never scared. Let them say something crazy to you. Baby, I ain't never scared. For this reason was I sent. Watch me. The Bible names his enemies. The reason God names your enemies is so that when they're defeated, you'll know he did it. I want to start with this. I looked all throughout the Bible. I read the Bible several times all the way through. And I couldn't find when Nehemiah's enemies died. And I just knew they were going to have a horrible death. And the Lord did smite them from the face of the earth. And, and I never found where they had, watch this, an abnormal death. I'm going to give you a place to shout. I said, God, why would you let these people who are coming against Nehemiah, why did you let them live so long? He said, so they could see him do it. The reason God ain't done some stuff to what's come against you is because he wants them to see him do it. Shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off. Say so he's going to let them watch. He's going to bless you. Bam. Right in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to do it in front of them. He wants them to see that they said you wouldn't be nothing. And he wants them to see that three years later, you running the show. His enemies, I got I to gotta get here. His enemies, his enemies, that messed me up. Because there's some of y'all, you're like, God, why are you letting them get away with it? He said, I'm getting them some popcorn. I'm going to let them watch you win. Just because they hate you because they can't be you. Yeah. 
Some folks' issue with you is that you live in the life that they wish they could live. You got the marriage they wish they could have. You got God and they wish they could pray like you pray. Baby, ain't no need in hating on me. You ought to celebrate me because I'm celebrating you. Shut your neighbor say, I'm for you. I'm for you. We don't need no clicks around here. We don't need nobody hating on one another around here. We want to see everybody win around here. Watch. The Bible names Nehemiah's enemies. The first name is Sanballat. What kind of name is Sanballat? It's something bad that died that tries to come back to life months later. It's something bad that dies that tries to come back to life months later. Say it again. It's something bad that dies that tries to come back to life months later. Sambalot is that problem you thought was gone. And then all of a sudden you're like, Sambalot, his only significance is that he has to mention you. Because absent you, Sanballat is irrelevant. The Bible stops mentioning Nehemiah's enemies when Nehemiah ignores them. Can I just help you? The reason we needed to get this way out at the beginning of the message tonight is because, watch this, you give them too much credit. You talk about them too much. You say, look at what they're doing. Look at that. And I'm going to need you to learn how to watch this. Shut that down. I need you to just prophetically do it. Do it with me. Shut that down. Stop running your mouth about them. Stop sharing it. Stop talking about it. Because God says the only reason they're relevant is because they mention you. They have no relevance independent mentioning you. Watch me. His second enemy was Tobiah. That means people problems. His third enemy was Geshen, which means a rainstorm. This is when everything goes wrong at one time. And when you read Nehemiah's story, Nehemiah believes internally he's unstoppable. I want to know how a guy who started as a cupbearer got the internal, internal fortitude, the audacity to say, you're not going to stop me. Let me tell you why. It's in his name. The name Nehemiah means, watch this, God comforts me. Not you not liking me. I'm going to need you to stop, watch this, going to that bottle for comfort. You're not talking. I'm going to need you to stop. Y'all not talking. I ain't beating you up. I'm trying to get you right. Watch, I says, I'm going to need you to stop calling people to vent to get comfort. I'm going to need you to learn how to take your issues to the Lord. Because God says, you're going to get your strength from me. You're going to get your hope from me. You're going to get your future from me. You're going to get your encouragement from me. You're going to get your energy from me. Nehemiah says, no other help I know. He said, he said, I get my comfort from God. So the reason I'm not dependent upon what they say is because I'm so busy hearing what he said. No, no, no watch me, watch me, watch me. We're just about to where we're going. Watch me. Uh, Nehemiah, these enemies start out trying to question him. And whenever you're on a journey to greatness, you're going to do great works. We learned that on Sunday. He declares these, we learned on Sunday, great words. Nehemiah 2.20. These enemies ask him, they say, how are you going to get it done? And Nehemiah, think about it, he's a cupbearer. He doesn't have any money saved up, more than likely. 
he, you know, he got access to the king, but, you know, he didn't have the resources himself. And they say to Nehemiah, watch this, the first thing they do is introduce doubt. How does doubt start? How? Lord, how are you going to heal me? I've been dealing with this for years. Lord, how am I going to get past that hurt? How am I going to get past that unforgiveness? How am I supposed to get past this? And you want to know what's significant is Nehemiah's response in Nehemiah 2.20. Say, great people declare great words. He replies to them, the God of heaven will make us prosper. And we, his servants, will arise and build. We learned that Sunday, right? Here's what I need you to know. Whenever you can't answer how, that's your answer. <laughs> Whenever you can't figure out the how, say the God of heaven's going to do it. And I'll arise and build. How are you going to make it past that divorce? The God of heaven will make it. <laughs> Whenever you can't answer how, the answer is God will. Now, now can we go deeper? Can we go deeper? Can we go deeper? Nehemiah chapter 4. Let's just do a little uh, exegesis tonight. I'm not going to get as far as I want to, so we're going to get to where we're going, and then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, uh, turn up 225 and head home. Nehemiah 4.1. I'm telling y'all, me, bring me another stool. Bring me another stool. Thank you, son. Nehemiah 4.1. I'm just getting it ready in case I want to throw it. Nehemiah. So I was reading these verses. I literally, I was like, nah, I just got this laptop. I ain't going to throw it, but let me find something else. Nehemiah 4.1. Now when Sanballat heard that they were building the wall, watch this, he was angry and greatly enraged. And he jeered at them. That means he mocked them. Look at me. When he heard that they were finally doing something with themselves. Have you ever wondered? I've only experienced this in Denver. I don't know if it's this way in Miami and Memphis. Uh, but I've only experienced this in Denver. That people start acting funny with you. Watch this. Because you at church. They start, they start talking crazy to you because you at church. Why are you always at that church? I'm there two days a week. What are you talking about? I'm going to need you to put that ball on the train old down. Watch this. They were fine when you were struggling and needed them. But since you've been a faithful giver and now you're not on the struggle bus no more, now what y'all over there doing? You're just over there at that church. Just, uh, that man is a cult. He just got y'all doing all kind of crazy things. No, no, it's the word of God. And the word works. Somebody holler, the word works. When they heard he was finally doing something, Sanballat, what kind of name is that, gets angry and enraged. You serving now? Did they know you cuss? Yeah, they finna find out because I'm finna help you. I may not be where I want to be, <laughs> but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. They're gonna find out today. Did they know your history? Did they know your past? You need to learn how to look at everybody that tries to throw your past up in your face and say, I may have did everything that you said that I did. In fact, it's a whole lot of stuff you don't know nothing about. But I am not who you say I am. Why? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new. So then he mocks them. Like some of you are being mocked right now. You're being mocked by your family members. You giving, why, why you got bills? 
What you talking about? You you gonna get your you gonna be great. Your daddy wasn't nothing. But somebody said, I'm the curse breaker. Can I take a pause and introduce you to yourself? You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the line crosser and the boundary breaker in your bloodline. Here it is. Let's, let's get to where we're going. Here's verse 2. And he said in the presence of his brothers, watch this. Sanballat goes to get additional people to bring against Nehemiah. You know you're finally stepping into greatness when they try to get co-signers to mess with you. This Bible. Mm -hmm. They get other people on the phone. And the army of Samaria. What are these, watch what they call them, feeble Jews doing. Will they restore for themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish up in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and the burn ones of that? They're saying, how are they ever going to rebuild their life? Their life is in fight. It's in shambles. How are they ever going to bounce back from that? Somebody say, but I'm doing it. Doing say, it. right now. Right now. <laughs> Verse 3, I got to move. Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and said, yes, what are they building? If a fox goes up the wall, he's going to break the stone wall. Verse 4, here's what I love. So they get cosigners to try to talk them down, to jeer them, to mock them, to taunt them. Some people are so, watch this, are so ticked off that you're not concerned about them no more. That they start mocking you openly and publicly, hoping. Watch Nehemiah's response. That's your neighbor. Say his response is incredible. Watch his response. Watch this. Hear, O God. You missed it. You missed your shout. He never responded to them. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get it in a minute. Some of y'all, especially if you grew up in church, you spent all your time buking the devil, binding the devil, this, that, and the other. I'm telling you, you've been focusing too much time and energy and attention in the wrong direction. Nehemiah doesn't even look at them. He looks up. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, look up from here on. I'm not looking at who's around me. I'm not looking at who's beneath me. I'm not worried about what's going on around me. I'll look to the hills from where my help comes from. He says, I'm looking to God. Hear, O God, for we are despised. He says, he says, turn back their taunt on their own heads and give them up to be plundered in the land where they are captives. Do not cover their guilt and let not their sin be blotted out from your sight. For they have provoked you to anger in the presence of the builders. Here's the next thing great people do. They demand God's intervention. You've been fighting this by yourself. But I got an announcement for you. Reinforcements are here. Somebody say backup is in the room. They ain't saying it like they mean it. Say backup is in the room. Look, look at verse 6. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. You ready? So we built the wall. Check this out, y'all. Nehemiah was like, I'm unstoppable. So you jeer. You talk. You let rainstorms come. You let everything go wrong at one time. You let all that come. But I'm not stopping. Can I tell you what the greatest challenge is? When you got folk around you who try to stop you 
Watch this. In the name of being spiritual. Maybe you're doing too much. Maybe you don't have what it takes. Maybe, maybe now's not the time. Oh, I read my Bible, and the Bible says now. Watch me. Can I take it another further? So we built the wall until it was built up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Here's the next thing. Great people, watch this, they drive their hands. Now, I'm using all D's so you can alliterate. They declare great words. They demand God's intervention. They drive their hands. What do you mean they drive their hands? My mentality has to be to work, to get things done. Hear me Wednesday night. Hear me Wednesday night. I was just about to do it. There's a difference between being busy and productive. Right? Busy is like being on it. I don't like the treadmill. Anybody else with me? You don't like the treadmill? Come on, it's okay. Be honest, please. I, I, don't, I don't like treadmills. Here's why. Because a treadmill is a bad mentality. What do you mean? I'm running, I'm sweating, but I didn't go nowhere. For many people, life is like a treadmill. I'm running, I'm sweating, I'm this, I'm that, but I'm not going anywhere. But you, you have a mind to work. Somebody say, I'm working on something. What you working on? I'm coming out of my gutter in every area of my life, and I'm stepping into great. Somebody say, that's what I'm doing. All right, all right, let's move. I want to move quick. I want to move quick because I want to get you here. Verse 7. But, here you go. When Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the repairing of the wall of Jerusalem, watch me, was going forward. They thought their jeering would stop them. They thought their hatred and their venom was going to shut them down. And then they got word. They still going? They still praying? They still giving? They still worshiping? They ain't stopped yet? Watch. Watch. That uh, when the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed, they were, what's the verse say? Very angry. All his man is doing is trying to rebuild walls in his city so that he can protect the people he's about to lead. And they don't like the fact that he won't settle and just be a slave. <laughs> they don't like the fact that he has the audacity to be different. So they're very angry. They're, they're very angry at him. And look at verse 8. Okay. T touch your neighbor say, false accusations are the final stage before manifestation. I want to prophesy, God is about to put something big into your hands lift your hands say in these hands god is placing something big say in these hands god is placing something massive not for my glory but for his glory if you believe it give him praise right there all right look 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 they were very angry look at verse eight and they all plotted together you know you must be something when they got a plot. You should be, you should smile. You did all that for me. Now let me show you how to change your response. Because here's what happens. Anybody ever had somebody lie on you say crazy stuff? You know how we normally get, uh-uh. I love God, but 
get her on the phone. Now, I'm going to go over there. Can I say something? Don't overreact to what's not on your level. Why is this important? Because Nehemiah, they kept trying to stop him. They kept trying to stop him. And notice, he wasn't doing anything for himself. He was doing something to help other people. I need you to get that because sometimes you'll say, God, if I'm doing what you want me to do, why is this difficult? Why is this hard? And you need to know that just because God wants you to do it doesn't mean that there's not going to be obstacles in it. Watch me. I'm just about through. Here it is. Here it is. We're not going to get as far as I want to go. We're going to go where we're going. Look at verse 8. And they plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause, look at this next part, confusion in it. They wanted to introduce mess so that people would be confused about what reality is. I need you to catch this because some of you, watch this, are Things are good, and then all of a sudden, you're like, where's all of this confusion and mess and drama coming from? Somebody say, in Jesus' name, I shut that down. I rebuke every plot that's being plotted against you, every room they sat in, every conference they had, every chat they had. And in the name of Jesus, like Nehemiah prayed, I pray that the plots that were set for you, that they be reversed on anything that's coming against you. Why? This is your year of manifestation, which means you're going to see what you've shown for. You're going to possess what you've prayed for. This is your year of results. Somebody say, I believe it. Now. They plotted to cause confusion. Here's what's significant. God's not the author of confusion. So if confusion came, now we're not just dealing with people. We're dealing with devils. You missed it. See, sometimes the devil will wear a blue dress. If you got a blue dress, you know, I'm just, it's a movie. What do you mean? Sometimes the devil likes to look like the victim. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the devil, watch this, that you helped wants to act like you hurt. Yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't talking to me. See, you know you're dealing with a demonic spirit when their whole goal is confusion. You don't want a solution. You want to cause mess and stir up drama. And I'm going to need some of y'all to tell some people after church, listen, I love you, but you're too messy. I love you, but you start too many problems. I love you, but you got too much drama. Because I just found out in church that if it's confusing, that ain't God. That's the... That's a spiritual thing. It's the nature of the enemy. It's caused confusion. Here's what they do. Come here. Come here. You and then three harvest worship. Come on. Y'all say God use you, he's using you. Come here. Y'all remember telephone? All right. All right. All right. Come here. Make a circle. Come here. There you go. Okay. All right. Pass it on. Pass it on. Pass it on. Pass it on. What did I say? See, I said God is good. She talking about God is real. <laughs> Just happened. In five people, what was released wasn't retained. 
What are you trying to say, Bishop? Is that whenever mess, drama, and confusion are started, you need to know, wait a minute, we must be making some real progress because the enemy's trying to interject something. Watch this. So we're not working with one another. We're fighting one another. And I'm going to need you to look at your whole row and say, we ain't fighting each other. We Husbands, stop fighting your wife. Family, stop fighting your kids. Stop fighting with people. We ain't fighting, baby. We're winning together. Thank you. Let me close this. Can I close it? So watch. Verse 9. After confusion came, you, you know, watch what they did. It's on the screen. And we. Now listen. I'm an aggressive man. I don't too much take for weakness. I see blood in the water. I'm like a shark. And so, <laughs> I don't know what you said, but I bet you it was funny, though. I, I didn't hear it, but some people are laughing. So. so let me tell you how old me. Can I tell you about old me? Old me after all of that. Oh! That's what they're doing? Well, if they want to clap. Daddy shark, do 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 Daddy shark, do do I'm daddy shark, so you don't want to start nothing with me. You're baby shark. You're mommy shark. I'm daddy shark. I will eat you and your cousin for breakfast. And then go save some people. Here, you know. Nehemiah was like, they're causing confusion. They're causing drama. They're coming against me. Anybody you got a Nehemiah, remember it's a noun, not just people. Uh, anybody got a Tobiah, a Geshen, or a Sambalot situation you got going on in your life? Anybody? We about to shut them down. We about to shut them down. I said we about to shut that down. Because you're spending too much energy on that so that you stop working. You're so emotionally unstable and unbalanced because you got a call and they messing with you. That's why you need to tell some people, I don't want to hear no more about that. So old me would have gone, daddy shark. Doop, 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 doop. <laughs> somebody, somebody told me about that song, son, and... And, um, and I was like, what is that? They're like, you don't know about Baby Shark? Like, I'm a grown man. I, <laughs> excuse me for being grown. I, I don't understand. I understand that. And then, and then and so I was like, Alexa, play Baby Shark. <laughs> so then Baby Shark started playing. And I was like, Alexa, repeat. <laughs> so I listened to that song like 15 times. Talking about how can we rewrite this? <laughs> Said they didn't sold a million records off a shark. Watch me. Old me would, would have probably. <clears throat> you know how you used to be. You would have just went off and then repented. What a real people are you? You would have said a whole lot of stuff and then later you would have been like, Father, I ain't perfect. Thank you that you love me. Here it is, here it is. Nehemiah, he shows us how to be unstoppable. Here it is, here's the message. I can't finish it, I gotta stop right here. 
after they came against him, after they fought against him, after they got angry, they jeered him, they talked about him, they ran him down, they caused confusion. Nehemiah says in verse 9, and we prayed to our God and set a guard as protection against them day and night. He did two things. First thing is he prayed. When he prayed, he said, I need to put up some guardrails so that I can't even see that. Some of you, watch this, you need to stop, watch this, Instagram stalking, Facebook stalking, social media stalking. You need to stop looking, watch this, at what no longer has to do with your future. You need to stop looking at what's in your past. You need to stop looking at where you've been. Some of you need to finally divorce yourself from where you used to live, where you used to go to church, where you used to be, who your old pastor was. You need to divorce yourself and say, this is a new season. I am walking in what God has ordained. It. I'm not in that relationship anymore. I put up a guardrail. Oh, I need y'all to get with this tonight. That's your neighbor said, put up a guardrail. Put. Some of you know if you hear that song, you're going to get discouraged. You need to put up a guardrail and say, I can't hear that. You need to put up guardrails to stop yourself from entering into a place of anger. They prayed and set us guard as protection against them day and night. You ready? You ready? Okay, now let's, let's jump ahead. To Nehemiah 16, or excuse me, Nehemiah 6 and verse 16. I cut the message, but, uh, but you, are you getting something tonight? Did, were you blessed by those stories tonight? <laughs> Prophesy, say, mine is next. Mine is next. Uh, say it like you mean it. Say, mine is next. Mine is next. You better get your luggage ready. I'm going to prophesy now. You better get your luggage ready. You better get ready to be traveling. You better get ready for your name to be brought up in meetings. You better get ready to be speaking in front of people to tell them that I learned a gospel at that church called Harvest and what I learned transformed and changed my life. You better get ready for doors of opportunity to be open and a great and effective door is open for you. Somebody say now. Near my 616. I got quit. Near my 616. Near my 616. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly. This is why I let them live. He wanted them to see it. They saw it when it was halfway built, and they tried to kill him. Then he finished it, and they couldn't do nothing but... Watch the Bible. I love the Bible. Somebody say, I love this word. I love God. God is a straight up. He's a lover. Ooh, but if you mess with his kids. You think you a tough parent. You think you defend your kids. How much more will the God of heaven, I feel like preaching, will the God of heaven and earth do for you? If God is a God that protects and fights for his children, somebody say, he's fighting for me. Some of you mamas know, listen, they mess with your kids. Wait a minute. Mommy shark, wait a minute. How much more do you think God will do for you? If the... Somebody say he's fighting for me. So watch. The Bible says they prayed. All the nations that were around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem. Look at me. Not just their enemies but people who weren't even paying them attention saw what they built 
And when they built it, the Bible says they fell greatly in their own esteem, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. I told you great people depend on God. Why did they pray? Somebody say, why did they pray? Look at me. Why didn't they fight? Why, why didn't they clap back? Why didn't they release a file full of truth that they have in a red folder? I'm just making up different things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Somebody say it's in the red folder. <laughs> Why didn't they do all that? Because Luke 18, we're not going to go there except for uh, three verses. Can I give you these three verses? Say, take my time. I got to go have some water. <laughs> Y'all know I can't eat after six. I got to go have me a water sandwich. <laughs> Because I was at one of my favorite restaurants today, and y'all know I like white bread. And this is my favorite place for white bread and butter. So I'm just looking at the bread. Like, hey, how you doing? Sure look good to me. Bread, you know I, I, I love you. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> all right, all right, Bible, watch, Bible, Bible. Point is, I didn't get to eat. Bible, here it is, Luke 18. Luke 18. All right, let's just start in verse 1. Say, so why did they pray, Bishop? I'm going to show you. And he told them, because you don't even understand how much of a weapon you have. Some of y'all that be missing Monday night prayer, that's why you have no weapons. That's why the week slaps you around. Like you stole something and didn't have its money be because you don't have nothing to fight back with. But somebody say, tonight I'm getting some power. Yeah, you might fight with a javelin and a sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. I got my power through my prayer. Luke 18 verse 1. And he told them a parable to the effect that they should always pray and not lose heart. Heart in scripture is the word cardi in Greek. It's the word leb in Hebrew, Old Testament, which means mind. He said, the reason you keep losing your mind is because you talk when you need to pray. You're thinking when you need to pray. You're on Instagram when you need to pray. You called your mama and you needed to pray. You called your sister them who don't even love God and you needed to pray. Watch me. Watch me. Let me quit. Verse 2, and he said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. Verse 3, and there was a widow in the city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. Verse 4, for a while he refused, but afterwards, for a while he refused, but afterwards, for a while it didn't work, but afterward, for a while he refused, but afterward, he said to himself, though I don't fear your God, nor do I care anything about you, because you keep bothering me, I'm going to give you justice, so that you don't keep beating me down by your continual coming. What was her coming? Her continually making her petition. Touch the neighbor, says, don't stop now. 
Some of y'all might relate to this. We don't stop. We can't stop. We don't die. I know I got the words wrong, but you should have stuck with me. Y'all got to be in alignment with your man. God. What are the right sequence? We don't. What is it? No. Where the 1115 folk at? Because they would know it. Where they at? Okay. <laughs> Somebody say over there. Watch. Watch. Somebody say, I'm unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch me. Verse 5. Yet this widow, she keeps bothering me. She keeps praying. Keeps giving. Keeps fasting. Keeps forgiving. Wakes up, watch this, with tears in her eyes. But she keeps on going. Goes to sleep feeling like he doesn't know if he's good enough. He doesn't know if he has what it takes, but he keeps going. Somebody say, I'm unstoppable. Watch this. So that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. Verse 6. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. And will not, this is your place to shout. And will not God give justice to his elect? Say, he picked me. Who cry out to him day and night. Will he delay long over them? Verse 8. I tell you, he will give justice to them. Here it is. Speedily. Y'all not tell you nothing. When you start to pray, heaven says, we're going to handle that for you. When you start to pray, heaven says, I'm going to turn it around for you. If there's anybody in here tonight that needs God to turn something around, hop up on your feet and turn one time. Somebody say he's turning it around. Say he's turning it around. Say he's turning it around. And I will give justice to them speedily. Somebody say he's going to do it fast. Let's shut your enemies down. Jesus, since they came against us, tonight we pray according to your word. And as we pray tonight, Father, we decree and we declare that we're moving into manifestation. That means it's fruitfulness. That means that no weapon form will prosper. Every tongue that rises in judgment, it's condemned. Somebody say, I'm praying to shut my enemies down. Father, we've had some Tobias, we've had some Sanballats, and we've had some Geshens to try to come against us and stop the work. But Father, you've made us a promise that we would be great. And because of that promise in Jesus' name, we decree and we declare that you'd shut the mouth of every enemy, shut the mouth of every critic, shut the mouth of every hater, and we declare that greatness is rising. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you 
for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.